The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to return now, though, to a story uh, we have been covering in great detail, which is the service, or often lack thereof, provided to children in this country from CAMS, the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services. Uh, Hannah from Families for Reform of CAMS has spoken to us previously. Uh, people will remember, and she is with me again. Hannah, I know we, we when we spoke before, we talked very much about your own situation. Today, I want to focus a little on the group, on Families for Reform, of CAMS and why it was set up. What service were you hoping to provide for people that the state was failing to provide? Hi, Karen. Yeah, thanks so much for having me back on. Um, I suppose, um, I suppose, yeah, last time I spoke a little bit about my personal experience and how I found um, trying to get support from CAMS quite traumatic. Um, and about 12 months ago, I took uh, part in the parent workshops, which informed uh, the report by the Mental Health Commission uh, last week um, and taking part in those workshops really was an eye-opening experience for me. It made me realise that what I found to be such a horrific experience was actually not a one-off experience. It was actually kind of a shared experience by families across the country trying to get support for their children. Um, and I'd been looking for different groups online uh, to see where there are other parent support groups there and there just didn't seem to be to be a group like that. So um, about two and a half months ago, um, I set up the group really just to try and reach other parents and families because when you're dealing with mental health issues at home, you feel very isolated and alone and you're kind of fighting to get support for your own child um, and that takes up so much time. But kind of, I suppose, setting up a group offers this opportunity to come together and mm-hmm. um, offer each other support. Um, and also stand together and hopefully fight to actually push a bit of reform through because I think our families have been forgotten for so long and these reports come out periodically and there's a kind of a flurry in media covering it and then it's forgotten again. Um, and I suppose we just want to say thank you, first of all, to the Hard Shoulder News Talk for your continued coverage because our fear is being forgotten again. Uh, we haven't, you know, seen huge action. We haven't seen a huge response from government from the Mental Health Commission's report. And we're, le- we're left feeling very distrustful of the system mm. and whether this is actually going to be prioritised. Um, well, listen, so I, 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 as I said, I just want to repeat something I said earlier, uh, which is the thanks doesn't, uh, uh, shouldn't be directed at us. It should be directed at, at yourself, Hannah, and the other members of the group who have been sharing their stories on the show. I think that's what people have found most impactful um, and it does make a difference sharing those stories. Yeah. It's interesting you made the point though about you know having to fight for services that that, that should be provided um, you know as, as a matter of course and, and I know from speaking mm-hmm. to, to other people in similar situations and not just in CAMS maybe when it comes to mm-hmm. kind of disability services as well yeah. uh, for children that that's often the barrier they face is that they're not getting the services but it's just so exhausting having to yeah. do all of that primary care work at home to then turn around mm-hmm. and in your free time, what little free time you now have, to suddenly be kind of an advocate as well. Yeah, and I think that's it. We're probably all fairly reluctant advocates. Um, you know, we've only come together as this group out of necessity. You know, I wouldn't be a natural public speaker, but, you know, we feel so strongly about this. And I think people have been sharing, you know, very personal private stories with the hope that, you know, we will see some change. And also, you know, after we've done some of the different radio interviews with yourselves, people have been reaching out to us and they're just so relieved to find others in a similar position. 
um, because you do feel left behind and forgotten. Um, and I think even individually, I think like over a third of our group would like to submit a complaint about their experiences, but are too worried to based on, you know, how that might impact their child's care. So if we can come together and work together, you know, hopefully we can kind of mm. voice our experiences without maybe having to impact individual children's care or like create that worry that it does create. Um, and from this point then, I mean, what is it? you want to see. We all want to see a system that works. I mean, it's the starting point, these 49 recommendations from Dr. Susan Finnerty. As you said, we've had previous reports, previous recommendations, but, you know, is, is it to take it? This is the most up-to-date, the most recent report. Mm-hmm. Let's implement all of these. Or, or or will that not even go far enough? Yeah, no, we're very much in favour with the recommendations set out in the, the recent report. So we as a group had come together to agree our own 10 key reforms and they're actually just very much in line with what is set out in the report. A lot of them are commitments that have already been made by government. They're already set out in the CAMS operational guidelines, but they're just not being implemented. Um, and some are obviously harder to implement and some are quite easy. You know, they just relate to communication and information provision, which just doesn't seem to happen you know, um, most of our families don't have a key worker. We don't have care plans. And these are all things that are set out that should be, be being provided already. Um, so I suppose for us, we've sent in a submission to government ministers. We're waiting to hear if we can get a meeting with uh, Minister Mary Butler, Minister for Mental Health. And uh, we're really pushing for that because we just need some assurance that this is being prioritised at this point. And we're not getting that assurance yet. Um and we have we obviously have our petition, which we're going to submit to government as well and see what else we can do. We just don't want it to be forgotten, basically, at this point. You know, it's, it's just been forgotten for too long. Um, but yeah, we're very much in favour of those reforms set out in, in the most recent report. Now, we've asked, you know, Mary Butler and others in government to come on the show and to talk about these issues. As of yet, none of them have, have made themselves available. The best we've gotten is a statement mm. From Mary Butler's office, uh, the minister and the government remain committed to the development of all aspects of mental health services nationally, including those for children and young people. The overall mental health budget has increased by 20% during the term of this government. 137 million is provided to child and adolescent mental health services annually. In addition, 90 million euro has been provided to community-based mental health organisations and NGOs this year with a significant proportion of this dedicated to supporting children and young people. What do you say to that? The Minister of State citing those figures, 137 million, a 20% increase, 90 million euro, eye-watering amounts of money. But I mean, anybody who's been listening to this show for a couple of weeks will know that the reality on the ground is that services don't exist a lot of the time. Yeah, so I think we were sent very similar kind of I suppose, standard briefing in response to our very specific questions. Um, and what we want now is, I suppose, what's set out in the recommendations, a kind of a clear time-bound action plan um, and transparency as to how this funding has been used, what it's been used for, um, and a consultation with families. Like at the moment, I think Minister Mary Butler's response was that, um, you know, they're currently... Uh, considering reducing the number of CAMS teams um, from 75 down to 50 or 55, this to centralise resources. Our families don't want that. We we just see this as a reshuffling of resources. We don't see it as uh, tackling the problem. It's going to mean families having to travel further for appointments, which is already hard enough when you have an unwell child. Um, And we can't see any consultation that's happened with families. So we're really asking government to please stop with this proposal until you've consulted properly with families. 
Um, you know, maybe there hasn't been a, a family representative group in place before, but we have one now and we really mm. want to have our say and we want information. Like there's just such a lack of transparency as to, to what's being done. We actually just don't know. So um, just to have meetings and to inform us and then to listen to our views, we would really appreciate. Well, listen, as I say, we, we, we have been asking government representatives uh, to come on this show. Uh, Mark Ward is with mm-hmm. us uh, uh, from Sinn Féin, opposition uh, party, the party's mental health spokesperson. Mark, you're very welcome to the show. Uh, what is it you would like government to do? What would you do were you in government? Thanks, Kieran, and I, and I really appreciate the chance to come on and talk with us because, as Hannah has said, it, it's it's to keep this conversation going and we're, we're struggling even to get through some of the media. So the heart, shoulder and fairness ha, has highlighted this uh, numerous times. The very first thing that we must must note, the, the government's response to the Mental Health Commission's report has been underwhelming, to say the least. There's been a lack of urgency. The, the Mental Health Commission has set out 49 recommendations. I have no idea whether the government is going to accept these recommendations. Groups like Hannah and parents like Hannah have no idea whether the government are going to accept these recommendations. I've written to both the Eructus committees, the Health Committee and the Subcommittee on Mental Health, both chairs only today, and asked them to convene a meeting that will have the HSE, the Department of Health, and the Mental Health uh, Commission itself, and if, if, if possible, groups like Hannah's group to come in in front of the committee and have this uh, robust conversation in relation to what exactly is going on and how we're going to fix these problems. You've asked me what we would do immediately. I spent the recess uh, meeting different mental health organisations. So mm. last week, I met, I'm looking at the board here, I met 12 different groups last week, and I was lucky enough to go and meet uh, CAMS out in CHO Area 6, which was out in St John of God's in St Organ. This is the, the, the group that done quite well in the mental health interim report. The plain and simple reason why they have an integrated IT system. Now, we're 2023, Carol. And CAMS haven't got an integrated care system, uh, IT system, so we can have integrated care for, for our young people that use the service. They have a system that works. They've, they've had conversations with the HSE about implementing that and rolling that out across other CAM services, and they've hit a brick wall. So that's one of the first things that can be done straight away. Something's already working. Let's get this in place right across all CAMS teams. To what extent um, do you, are there kind of deep-rooted institutional problems as well? At play, Mark, because that, like that, there is a lot of money being spent. There has been a big increase in the money being spent, and yet that's not being felt on the ground. It, and it, it is in some counties being felt on the ground. We've learned that as well. That you have two families in the exact same situation, living a couple of kilometres apart, completely different experiences of the CAMS system. And if we assume that there are not just rotten eggs running the service in certain counties who want to provide a bad service, it would suggest that there is kind of something structurally wrong. So on the, on the outset, anybody I've met that's working in camps are working in camps because they want to provide care for, for our young people. Yeah. That's the, the, it's a vocation rather than, rather than a job. And I've no doubt that anybody working there, but they are confined to some of the bureaucracy and, and the mess that's going on. So, for example, that CHO area, area 6 that I spoke about, they're outside the HSC structures because they're St. John of God's and, and they are they are they, they don't have to work within the HSC structure. So they, they can hire people um, without going through the, the recruitment process within the HSE, which is cumbersome, which goes again, which, which 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 makes things actually worse within the HSE. They can also develop other pathways. So, for example, 
you look at the waiting list at the moment, there's four and a half thousand of young or young people are waiting for an appointment. It's just a first time appointment with camps. Mm. There's 752 of these children who are waiting for over a year. The vast majority of these children that are waiting for over a year are children that are waiting for ADHD. Uh, within CAMS, but because they are seen not to be at the acute end, they are constantly going down further and further down the list. Uh, they've seen uh, CAMS out with CHOA6 has, has designed their own um, separate pathway for people, young people with ADHD, which means they're getting the service quicker. Now, it's not rocket science. If it's working in one area, let's replicate yeah. it across other areas. Well, listen, Mark, we appreciate your time as well. Mark Ward, uh, Mental Health Spokesperson for Sinn Féin and Hannah, who is from the Families for Reform of CAMS. Thank you both uh, for speaking to us and thank you to everybody from Families for Reform of CAMS who has spoken to us as well uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. And it's a story we're going to stick on top of. Uh, those requests for a government uh, representative uh, to discuss these issues is an open one. We are happy to facilitate it whenever uh, they might be available over the coming days. The HSE as well, for what it's worth, they sent in a statement. They say that every effort is made to prioritise urgent referrals so young people with high-risk presentations are responded to as soon as possible. As of June, 94.1% of all urgent cases were responded to within 72 hours when investment in CAMS and youth mental health service improvement has grown over the past decade. We know improvements still need to be made and we are determined now to make substantial changes and improvements in these services provided in Ireland to children and adolescents. For what it's worth, that is what the HSE say. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.